At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. We are off and running. Go! <laughs> this has been something else to watch. That's Sean King. I am Tim Murray. The second period is coming to a close. And if you somehow, some way played the under tonight, well, it was a quick, quick loss. I'll just say that because about five minutes into the second period with a crooked number of seven. Sean, the first seven, I believe maybe the second of the postseason, the over hit two periods in the books in Denver, Colorado, and the Denver Broncos lead the Edmonton Eskimos by a score of seven to four after two periods, Puckstradamus. This is something. This is going to be fascinating. Uh, The bookmakers, whether you be an app or a brick and mortar, I mean, you got some serious decisions to make because seven's not going to be enough. Two great offensive teams, two below-average goaltenders, very average on defense, on the Avs and Oilers. I don't know what you do with this total. What's your opinion? Like, <laughs> I mean, do you put it at eight? I think you have to because I think then everybody just out of habit will take the under. And I guess they're probably afraid to get middled. You know, by people taking over five and a half in game, over six, six and a half. I mean, what are you going to do? This is, uh, I don't know. Like, this is, I don't, I don't, I mean. 11 goals through two periods so far. We had the first period over, under was sitting at two. We had five goals in the first period. We had six goals in the second period. We still have 20 minutes of hockey to be played. Game one of Edmonton and Calgary, the goal, we had 15 goals. Final was nine to six, Edmonton. We have seven for the Colorado Avalanche, four for the Edmonton uh, Oilers. By the way, Mike Smith has been benched for Edmonton, and Kemper for Colorado is out with an injury and is unlikely to return. So we have both backup goalies now in, Sean. Mike Smith allowed six goals on 25 shots. Kemper allowed three goals on 15 shots. And after two periods, seven to four is the score. Your live total here at Circa 
over under 13 and a half, <laughs> juice to the under at minus 130. And the Oilers are plus three and a half, plus 125. Could I intrigue you in some Oilers plus three and a half down seven to four uh, no, I'm off that. after two periods? Yeah, I'm off that. <laughs> and, and you know what's ironic? 11 goals, only one power play goal. So 10 of the goals have been five on five. Like the Avs have 31 shots on goal. The Oilers have 27. Like my question to you, Tim, is at what number pre-flop would you bet the under? Like what would the book have to put the number at before the start of Edmonton and Colorado for you to bet the under? Well, I contemplated it today at 7. And I'm very happy I didn't. This is one of those days, you know, sometimes we come in here and, oh, I meant to bet this. What? I was thinking about under. Oh, no. Not at all. Thank yeah. goodness. That never crossed my mind. Um, I mean, it's going to be seven and a half, you would think. It, uh, it was six and a half today. Then close at seven some places. But you could still find six and a half. Yeah, here at Circa, it was six and a half. We've not had a number this hockey season over seven. Well, we're going to get it. Especially with the goalie situation now. Yeah. If if Kemper's injury is is serious, um, we got twenty minutes of hockey left. Yeah. I mean that that's the crazy part. It's seven to four. So they're averaging five and a half a game. So right now, yeah, let's just say they don't get to that number. They get to four in the third period. I mean, you're talking fifteen goals. I'm I, I'm fascinated about at what number what would well, the public bet the under preflop? The public will never bet the under. The public will – you could put an 11 out there. The public will be betting the under. Now, will the wise guys bet the under? I mean, it's going to eventually get to a point where, you know, the models are going to show that you got to play the under. Okay. And I, I would guess that would probably be seven and a half. My, my guess would be game two, maybe you – and we'll talk to Todd Furman later on in the show. Uh, you know, he's a pretty sharp hockey mind, and we'll get his thoughts on, on what that number would be for him to play under. Uh, would it be seven and a half? Would it be eight? Has his opinion changed now with the potential of of Kemper being hurt? Um, so I started. But do you think? Or, sorry, trying to cut mm-hmm. you off. Do you do you have any interest in taking the plus three and a half on Edmonton? Would no. you lay the three? And no, a half with because Colorado? remember I told you what I was going to do with this series, and I started it tonight. I said I was going to bet a thousand dollars in the first game of, in the over, and I was just going to roll it over every game. That's my plan. There's no way possible these games stay under nine. Just the goaltend is not good enough. The, the defense on both sides is average. And not only do you have talent, but you have skill on both offenses and multiple lines. So the goaltender never gets a break. I mean, he's being peppered with high-grade, skillfully placed, powerful shots time after time after time. I mean, for one of these games to stay under, it's going to have to be one of those games where pucks are just careening off the the post and and guys are are just playing far outside of what their norm is. I'm just going to go with what I said I was going to do. I'm going to just keep parlaying this ticket every game. I mean, the big boys are all scoring. So if you look at any time goal scorers, Evander Kane scored the game's first goal. That is his 13th goal of this season. He actually leads Edmonton. Yeah. Not in points, but in goals scored. Right, he's got 13. Yep. Connor McDavid leads in points. Connor McDavid scored his eighth goal. So you see that. He has plus 115. I mean, if you were just firing away on some anytime goal scorers, this could have been a very, 
very enjoyable night because the big boys are all scoring. Now, Drysaddle hasn't scored yet. It's the last whole period left. Yeah, whole period still to go. Uh, uh, Miko Ratnan hasn't scored, but Nathan McKinnon, check. Connor McDavid, check. Evander Kane, check. Uh, Landis Cog has not scored yet. It's only eight guys. Zach only... Hyman, check. It's... Nazem Kadri, check. So you look at you look at that left side there of all the favorites. Um, if you just went down the the list there and just were saying, all right, let's just go all the big boys of the eight. You've got five of them are already home. <laughs> I think if you just put a hundred on all sixteen guys, you're up right now. You can't lose. <laughs> oh man! So what a uh, what a first period. I wish we were at this game. What a game to be at. It is. I mean, they're getting treated to some wonderful hockey. Yeah, this is this has been unbelievable up there in Denver, seven to four. You know, it's funny because we always get these matchups in, in sports and we, we get so ginned up and we're like, can it can it live up to the billing? That's just game one of this series. But for the the narrative to be this is gonna be high flying, high powered, you can't put the total high enough. Well, this uh this this early appetizer, these are some damn good buffalo wings. Yes, they Sean are. King, yes, they are. My God almighty. Seven to four, 40 minutes into this series. You know, the the I, I think I saw I think Aaron was in here while we were watching this, you know, uh during the show. I want this game to end like nine to seven. And then at what point will the Lightning Rangers series eclipse sixteen goals? Like game four? <laughs> with those goalies now the difference in that series is you have two elite, elite goalies. goalies you do yeah. and uh i still think that series will be higher scoring than the hurricanes so, oh well i take that back depends on how the lightning approach it because they actually held the panthers to what is it three goals in four games total if i'm not mistaken so they're capable of playing stout defense especially vasilevsky and goal but i mean i am happy for the nhl this kind of game draws the casual viewer. Mm-hmm. It gets people that maybe aren't hockey enthusiasts to watch. I mean, compare this to Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals and bam, out of Bayou, boing, boing, you know, Oladipo, boing, boing. I mean, they're shooting like the basket's moving, and now you see all this skill. I, w- I wonder what the ratings are. I wonder if the ratings for this game are higher than the ratings for Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals. I'd no, love to find that information. No, they won't be, but they'll be better uh, than than recent years. I mean, Basketball will still always outdraw uh, hockey on the televisions, but I'm telling you, the ratings have definitely gone up, and I think the ratings will be probably pretty good for for the Rangers and Lightning. Got the two-time defending champs in the Lightning. Got the Rangers. I mean, they should just play those Ryan Reeves uh, pregame speeches. No, he should that, play football. They should just play those on, on yeah. the promos. He's there. a football player on ice skates. I love him. Man, 7-4. to four, Your in-game right now is uh, 13 and a half. What's it got to be? What minus two hundred? By the way, uh, I just I what's just, the thirteen and a half? It got to be what minus two hundred to the over. Yeah, you get some plus money on it. Plus one ten. And they're at eleven, so they're saying no three goals in the third period. Are you kidding me? You want me to do it? Yeah. All right. When they scored five and six, and two backup goaltenders are in. Watch. See, this is this is they're the, at eleven, right? So all you gotta get to is fourteen. This is the classic. It's getting to fourteen. This is the classic case, Sean, of uh, <laughs> of jumping in, jumping, joining the party too late. No, they're getting to fourteen. Like, what do you think they're gonna reinvent themselves and turn into like <laughs> the Rangers? You know, for the third period. Come all on. right, I'm in. I'm in. Over thirteen and a half. Let's, nice. Uh, let's get it. Let's keep Tim entertained. Let's go here. nightcap. Um, 
What do you got baseball-wise going on right uh, now? I need the Brewers to win by two runs to close out a fantastic ticket. I was in this. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Position, and I needed the Brewers to win uh, last week, and they did not come through. So, I'm fully anticipating that they make up for that. Oh, okay. It's currently tied at 3-3. They owe you? Yeah, well, yeah, they owe themselves, too. They're playing the Cubs. So, it's 3-3, top of the six. Uh, allegedly the wind's blowing out at Wrigley, so hopefully we can get some runs on the board here. All right. I'm sure, as fate would have it, McCutcheon at some point in these next four innings will be at the plate with runners in scoring position. And for the first time, I'm an optimist tonight. I'm in a positive mindset. He comes through. Seven to four after two periods in Denver. We still have 20 minutes of hockey Puckstradamus has convinced me. I'm going over 13 and a half plus 110. Why not? Let's get some goals. NBA Finals. Exactas. We'll talk about that next. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. Are you ready for a fresh start? And we mean a real fresh start with lasting change. Take the Zen 10 challenge and switch up the way you've been enjoying nicotine. Available in a variety of tastes and strengths. Zen nicotine pouches deliver smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. Try Zen nicotine pouches for 10 days or your money back. Your fresh start is here. Take the Zen 10 challenge today at Zen.com slash 10. That's ZYN.com slash 10. Zen nicotine pouches only for adults 21 and over who currently use tobacco or nicotine. Warning product does contain nicotine nicotine is an addictive chemical it is the nightcap here on Vison alongside super bowl champ sean king i am tim murray seven to four after two <laughs> periods in game one of the western conference finals as we really all anticipated this is exactly what is happening i have gone ahead and uh and joined the goal parade so uh Congratulations for a scoreless uh, third period here. Uh, I've gone over 13 and a half. I took plus 110 here at Circa. <laughs> over 13 and a half, oh, plus 110. 
Uh, by the way, we're watching Sean's Cincinnati Reds. Trying to get a nice win on the road yeah, at man. Fenway Park. We need Park. one more strike. Runners first and third. Let's get this guy out. Come on, blow one by him, baby. I'm just pumping it. There we go. Boom. Got him. Got him. Oh, got him. Hey, don't look now. I tried to get you guys on the Reds at 550 to 1. They are 17 and 31 now. Officially 14 games below 500. The comeback has started. It originated right here on the nightcap. All we can do is sit back and witness. Witness them. I mean, they're playing good baseball. Yeah, they are. I would say. Five and one in their last six. I would say if you could look at an adjusted win total, probably a good play. Uh, I got, I'm already in. I'm all in. Win the Central. Now, I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm rooting against myself slightly because I do have the Brewers run line tonight. So that supersedes any Reds comeback. Right. Yeah. And the Cardinals are winning. I don't worry about that. I know. Yeah, you, you, I need a three-run homer here in the Brewers game. Can I get that? Tell you what, though, Reds are playing good baseball. Yep. Not going to win the division. Good call by me. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. I mean, it wasn't, but it would have been better if you were like, look, they're, Here's if, my... if, you're, if you're betting on them every day, if people are watching what the Reds are doing and betting on them every day, that's a good play. Yeah. Betting them to win the Central is just a waste of money. Well, all I'm trying to do is get slightly above or close to 500 by the All-Star break. And that would do you what? Uh, that'll get us going for the second half of the season. Then we come back and we make a little run. Got it. Go. I told you, it's one positive outlook today. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you're also hoping that the Brewers win and continue to be 14 and a half. That's okay. Ahead. That's okay. The Reds got to control what they can control. I'll get the Brewers to go in a slump later. Mm. Right now, I'm trying to cash tickets. Well, clearly, you should have been betting on the Reds on a daily basis. I have been. Because it's a... Uh, I've been making a good little profit. Keeping track. They were doing well. Yeah. Not going to win the division. When I bet them, when I, when I, when you start when I got my NL Central ticket, I think they had five wins. And now they have 14. So, yeah, 16, 17, 17, actually. Yeah. yeah, so we'll take it. And the good news is the Nats are getting pummeled. So uh, I believe you'll surpass that. You'll be right around the same same in the, in the National League. So um, We're not concerned with the Nationals. Well, I know. Those are catfish, what you call bottom feeders. It also doesn't matter. Yeah, they're not in the Central. Yeah. Yeah. I'll get the other teams in the Central to come back to us later. Right now, I need to make this money tonight with Milwaukee. So let's go. Three to three, top of the six for Sean there uh, as he's got one of his crazy parlays going. By the way, we were uh, we were joking about it last night. I think we were kicking ourselves as we, uh, as we exited. We're like, oh, man, Dodgers were down against the Pirates. Could have got a win. Well, they lost. They were up. <laughs> They were down. No, the Pirates came back and won last night. No, what night. I'm saying is oh. we thought, oh, I said the Dodgers. Yeah. We, down yeah, we were saying like, take oh, the Dodgers. Yeah. Take the Dodgers. Yeah. Oh, that was so dumb. That was Scott Seidenberg's uh, producer, Jason. Yep. Yeah. He but mushed him. He did. He mushed him. Wait till he gets here tonight. Is Jason back there yet? He's not here yet. Oh, he, yeah, he mushed him. He didn't say it on air, though. Oh, no, but he mushed him. Well, yeah. I can't wait to get this mush off of me. Yeah, he's a mush. You're trying too hard. Oh, a dime. Doing too hard. Done. Shout out to the Pirates, by the way, too. Yeah, good comeback. That whole division's playing pretty good baseball. Orioles, by the way, are another team for you people that bet baseball. The Orioles, Reds are playing really, really good baseball. Orioles right lost now. ten nothing. I know, but coming into the game, they won yesterday, <laughs> and they've been beating some good teams. No, I know. Yeah. Oh man! Um, shout out to uh, our guy Scott Seidenberg. Another win. His play of the day. Mets team total over. He's rolling, man. Yeah. Make sure to follow him. Scott's on air. Watch uh, the look ahead. Some good baseball content from uh, from Mister Seidenberg. Seven, four. Please let that be deep enough. Please get out the park. 
Yes, three-run blast for the Brewers, up 6-3. All right, guys, bullpen, let's do your job. Let's do your job. A few more runs, you know, to make me breathe easier, but 6-3. Victor Caratini, four-run, uh, three-run homer, his fourth of the season, 6-3. to three. Uh, Brewers take the lead. All right. All right, we're going to talk to uh, Jonathan Von Tobel, our senior NBA, NBA analyst coming up, bottom of the hour. Um we discussed a, a number of things last night regarding the NBA Finals, and we'll continue to do that as we lead up to Game 1, uh, heading on uh, Thursday night. Right now, your current line, seeing a movement in the total to the over 212.5, and, and the line staying pretty steady at Golden State minus 3.5. When it comes to exact series results, Sean, mm-hmm. my mindset is I think this is going 7. And I know that's the favorite. I'm a little surprised, but it. I think this is going seven, um, and I, I've gone ahead and bet that. Uh, so it's plus one eighty at DraftKings. We can't bet DraftKings here in, in Nevada, uh, so I took plus one seventy five. Uh, you could go a different route. You can you know bet exact series results, whether it be Celtics winning seven, you know, uh, Warriors winning seven, whatever you want to do. You could bet pretty much anything you want, right? Um, but I, I just. I think this is, Sean, and I mentioned it last night, and I'll continue to say it, I, I think these two teams match up very well against each other. Um, you know, the Warriors, I was very impressed by how they performed against the Mavericks. I was not all that uh, blown away by their performance against the Grizzlies, but I thought what I saw against the Mavericks, that impressed me. And I know people are probably a little down on the Celtics incapable of kind of putting the heat away game six they had a chance at home to to end it and laid an egg the Robert Williams health is certainly a big concern um if Robert Williams is healthy enough and he certainly didn't look that in game yeah, seven, he was running awkward if he's healthy enough remember this guy tore his meniscus back in March but I think the rest will really help them out now Gary Payton the second should be back we talked to Dieter Kurtenbach last night about uh, about the health of Gary Payton II. He believed he should be back. So that's a huge boost for the Warriors defensively. Um, I just I, I like the way the schedule breaks down with, with the days off. And I'll be honest, I don't have a great feel one way or the other who's going to emerge. But to me, I feel like this is such an evenly contested series. I do believe this goes seven. And I have bet that it will go seven. And you can get it at DraftKings at plus 180. So I put a lot of thought into this last night. And Boston is here's what here's here's to me what the series evolves around, Tim. And hear me out on this. They played a Nets team that was, for whatever reason, after everything they went through this year, most of it self-inflicted, they almost seemed disinterested. Mm-hmm. They played a Milwaukee team without Chris Middleton. But Miami's no good on offense. So to me, the Celtics, even though they do give great energy, hustle, basketball IQ on defense, they've benefited from these teams in the Eastern Conference just not being able to make shots. Like how many open shots did Miami miss in that series? How many open shots did Grayson Allen and crew miss in the Milwaukee series? Now they're playing a team that so far in the playoffs and with this group over the last eight years make shots. So now when you kick this ball around and you rotate it, you're talking Klay Thompson shooting. You're talking Jordan Poole shooting. You're talking Steph Curry. Like, it's Draymond now with the putbacks. And I just don't think Golden State's going to play into the missed shot 
phase that Miami's kind of encountered in this series. I, I'm going to lay you know, a, a significant bet with Golden State minus a three and a half. I just think this is the best shot-making team that Boston has faced. And, and I think it's going to be very difficult to overcome that. Because just think about the Miami and Milwaukee series. How many open shots did those two teams just miss? Think about Drew Holiday in the series against Boston. How many open shots did he miss? How many open shots did Grayson Allen miss? In Miami, you could pick a player outside of Butler. They couldn't make shots. And it wasn't all contested great defense. It was they just weren't good on offense. And now Golden State has about six guys that legitimately can go for 20-plus every night. And I think that's the difference in what Boston is facing. And I think it gives Golden State a huge advantage. Also adding the fact that all the experience lies on the Golden State side. Also adding to the fact that from a coaching standpoint, as good a job as M.A. has done, this is his first finals, going against Kerr, who's won multiple championships, who's had to make in-game adjustments. I just think this, this series is lopsided in Golden State's favor. And I think you're getting really good value on Golden State. And I don't normally like to lay money, but I'm going to bet Golden State to win the series, and I'm going to bet Golden State in game one. Just remember this. Celtics, 105.1 defensive rating. By far the best in the NBA playoffs. We'll get more thoughts on the NBA Finals coming up with JVT. By the way, Edmonton. There you go. I'm scoring a goal. Two goals. Let's go. Two more. Nightcap. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. Answer the call of cash with DraftKings Connect to Victory Challenge, sponsored by Verizon. Play for free in this nine-part prediction pool series and take your shot at grabbing a share of $45,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Verizon now to join the action. Verizon, America's most reliable 5G network. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Seven to five. Edmonton Oilers got on the board here in this third period. Need two more to get that over here from, mm-hmm. the, from here on out. Uh, but it is 7-5 uh, avalanche, this one in the third period, game one of the Western Conference Finals. NBA Finals get rolling on Thursday night. Celtics and Warriors, and to talk more about it, our senior NBA analyst, co-host of the Edge weekdays here on the network with Matt Humans and on the weekends with Hardwood Handicappers. It is Jonathan Von Tobel at MeJVT on Twitter. Uh, JVT, let's just look at game one in particular, and then we'll expand it to the entire series. So uh, right now you're looking at a spread of three and a half in favor of Golden State. Total started to be on the move at 212 yep. and a half. So what are your numbers saying uh, about this series? And, and, and before... You jump in. I've heard a lot of people just kind of base solely on on numbers and the analytics. Actually, lean a little bit towards Boston in this series. So, what what do your numbers say about Game One in the Bay Area Thursday night? So, as far as Game One is concerned, uh, to me, there's a little bit of value there on, on the Boston Celtics from a point spread perspective, Tim. So, as, as this postseason has gone along, um, when you look at the value of home court, it's been a very big uh, topic of conversation. 
Well, home court has been varying uh, between about three and a half to four and a half points. It's been jockeying through there. But the way that I calculate it by median results, uh, we're down to three and a half. So we're sitting right on that number. So three and a half would tell you uh, that this is a team or two teams, I should say, uh, that are equal to one another. I do not believe that's the case. I think the Boston Celtics are the better team. Uh, not by much, but I still think that there's enough of a designation there that this number should be shorter, a little bit closer to about a two and a half uh, point, uh, point spread range. Now, there's, and I wrote about this in the NBA Finals preview that's going to be up tomorrow, that there's, I think, some who would say, well, Golden State in this postseason, they lead the postseason in home net rating. They've outscored opponents by 16.6 points per 100 possessions in non-garbage time minutes in San Francisco. They are 9-0 and straight up, 7-2 and against the spread at home in the postseason. And so maybe that would mean that the Warriors deserve more credit for playing at home. To that, I would say uh, it's an interesting matchup because you get the best road team in the postseason here in the Boston Celtics. And by the way, one of the best road teams in the regular season, Boston in the postseason guys on the road this year, seven to two straight up seven, one and one against the spread. And in the regular season, they covered 66.2% of their road games. They were a really good team away from home, both in the regular season, in the postseason. So all of that comes together for me, Tim, uh, to say that the Celtics, not only in the series, do I think they're going to be, you know, very good and match up well, which we can get into, uh, but. I think in this first game, to me, it's going to be a play on Boston. I'm really intrigued to see where the market goes. I think it's pretty clear early indications are that the public side is the Golden State Warriors. So if you get four, uh, that definitely be a playable number. So I want to sit back and see what happens because one of those three and a half did disappear. It was at the Westgate Superbook. And those moves tend to stick out to you because they're sharper shops. And sure enough, when it went down to three, it got bought back right away to three and a half. So I'll be interested to see what the market does by the time we get to tip off on Thursday. But from a point spread perspective, to me, there is spread value on Boston coming into game one. Now, JVT, one of the things I do, especially when I have an opinion, is I bet it. And then if the on-court performance, you know, dictates that I change that opinion, I do. So my opinion coming into this series is Boston's great on defense. I'll acknowledge that. But they haven't played many shot makers. You look at the Milwaukee series, no Chris Middleton. How many times did Milwaukee just miss open shots? Drew Holiday, Grayson Allen. You look at the Heat series, very challenged offensively. Golden State has multiple guys who can put the ball in the bucket. So – I'm, le- I'm going to bet Golden State three and a half, but for that reason, and then if I need to correct it, I will. But what do you say to that aspect of what's actually happened, that this is a team that will knock down shots based on what we know? So I would agree with that sentiment, Sean, right? Like this is a team of shot makers, but is it a team of shot creators? I think would be the question I follow up with, right? Are you giving it to Clay Thompson on the wing and allowing him to work in isolation and create his own look? Because I don't think that's the case. You know, In my writing, when, when it's going to be up on Point Spread Weekly, you can see where uh, if you look at the way the Warriors run their offense, it's not traditional high, you know, high, um, excuse me, high uh, pick and rolls. It's not the traditional 1-5 pick and rolls. You're going to see a lot of dribble handoffs. You're going to see a lot of off-ball screens, and it shows in some of the numbers. If you look, they led the league by a wide margin of frequency of off-ball screens in the regular season, 9.7%. Postseason, they led it as well, 7.1%. In the playoffs, in terms of off-ball screens, they were within the top four, too. And the difference here is, and why I think Boston can defend them very well, is Boston is built to defend those kind of actions. Boston switches a lot. So if you're running off ball screens, that's fine. We're going to switch that action. You're running dribble handoffs with Draymond Green. That's fine. We're going to switch that. We're fine if Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown are caught up in a dribble handoff situation because we feel confident in either one of those matchups in a one-on-one situation. And the numbers play out in the postseason. Boston, in terms of defending dribble handoffs or excuse me, off ball screens, 0.85 points per possession and 0.8 points per possession on dribble handoffs. They're just built to defend, I think, those kind of sets. 
And so I think that's what my rebuttal would be is, while you're right, I think this is an elite team of shot makers. We know that at this point. We know Klay Thompson, when he gets hot, he hasn't been consistent, can hit his shots. We know what Steph Curry is. We know what Jordan Poole can be at times. He can be uh, immense and incredible when in terms of his offense creation. But I think the way they run their offense Boston is well-suited for that. And the last note on it, too, is the only team that ran more triple handoffs in the postseason than in uh, Golden State, that was the Miami Heat. And they did a really good job against Miami. And they did, and Ibe Udoka even said it after Game 7, which was, this series got us ready for some of those looks. And so now, coming off of that series to defend another Golden State team who runs a lot of similar stuff like that, I think they're going to be well-ready for that kind of thing. So I think that's what my rebuttal would be, is they're good shot makers, but are they good shot creators? Because they're going to have to create some looks, because the way that they run their offense, Boston's well-built to handle it. Yeah, and that's why I think, and I think uh, Tim had a long shot potentially on the Boston side to be series MVP and Marcus Smart. I think mm-hmm. Andrew Wiggins is in a position to excel because the one thing that he can do, as you mentioned, Clay's a spot-up shooter. We know Steph has one of the best handles in the NBA along with Jordan Poole, but Wiggins' athleticism and ability to finish at the rim, especially the 22 version that's played for the Warriors, I think is significantly better than what Boston has faced on the wing, especially because they like to play, you know, kind of that off man help defense, you know. So it'll be fascinating. What do you think about maybe putting, you know, a slight bet down on Andrew Wiggins at 25 to 1 to potentially be series MVP? I would say maybe shop around, see if you could find a better number than 25 to one. Like I, I just would want more for an Andrew Wiggins type. I kind of, I came into this NBA finals in, in terms of finals MVP, Sean, with the thinking that with Golden State, to me, there, there's the only choice is Steph Curry. And while that's very obvious, uh, it's all about narrative, right? These voters get really simplistic when it comes to voting for MVP. And Steph Curry is a guy who does not have a finals MVP yet. And I think that's really built into the way that these voters are going to look at something like that. And I just don't see a universe in which the Warriors win an NBA finals and Steph Curry does not win it. Now, I think your point is really good, though. When it comes to Wiggins, one of the things that he's going to have in his pocket is he's going to draw, I think, most of the defensive assignment against the Jason Tatum type. And they're going to run different stuff. They're going to send doubles at him, and they're going to help Andrew Wiggins out a little bit like they did in the Dallas Mavericks series against Luka Doncic. But he's going to be the guy. Since that Memphis series, he has been the guy. When Gary Payton went out, and Payton's going to come back for this series, it sounds, but he gives up a lot of size to a guy like Tatum, so it's still going to be Wiggins. But he took on John Morant. He took on Luka Doncic in the Western Conference Finals. So he's going to have that there to help him when it comes to winning finals MVP. I just think that I would want more there. I don't think it's impossible, but I, I want better odds than a 25 to one on an Andrew Wiggins. And it is very much for shopping around. You know, Marcus Smart, for example, you brought him up. Some shops have him at 45 to one. Other shops have him. And I think the one that you're sitting at right now has him about 100 to one. So it's very much important to shop around for some of those numbers. If you can get better than 25 to one, then I can be down with it. Well, Marcus Smart was 100 to one earlier today. Now 40 to one here at Sir. He moved it, huh? Yeah. Yeah, you know, JVT, I I move lines here in this town. Uh, That's for sure. No, I don't. Uh, JVT, let me ask you, though, about Marcus Smart, Robert Williams, you know, something that I've mentioned. I lean Celtics haven't played a series price here. Uh, We got about, you know, 70 seconds or so. With with the spread out schedule, who does that benefit more? Because both of these teams dealing with injuries and the Warriors being a bit of an older team. So do you give an advantage one way or the other with the spread out nature of this schedule? 
you know, it could help Golden State, but they've had a lot of time off. I think a team like Boston, Tim, would probably benefit the most. Look, they're coming off of consecutive seven-game series, right? I mean, this this time between the end of their Eastern Conference Finals and then the beginning of the Finals, that's going to help them out a lot. This is a team that has been through the grinder. The Golden State Warriors, they eliminated the Memphis, excuse me, the Denver Nuggets and uh, the uh, Dallas Mavericks, what, in five? They only had a six-game series against Ma- uh, the uh, Memphis Grizzlies. I think this is one where it benefits Boston a little bit more because they had quite the grind to get through the Eastern Conference once they ousted uh, Brooklyn and four. Real quickly, JVT, I know you've mm-hmm. got some futures on the Celtics, so it, it is in a situation where you're looking to get involved. But anyone out there, is there a series price that you would look to get in on the Celtics? What would be that price point? Uh, as I, Yeah, I wrote about it in the thing. I think it's plus 130 or better, Tim. Like where okay. the market's at right now, I think that's a, that's a fair series price to play at Boston at this point right now. I made the series personally uh, just above minus 130 in favor of Golden State. Okay, yeah. And right now, stations here in Vegas, plus 145 on yeah. the Celtics. JVT, always a pleasure, man. We'll talk to you soon. Good to talk to you guys. Thank you. And once great again, stuff, check JVT. out all of JVT's great work, Point Spread Weekly, vcin.com. You're going to want to get in on all of that. It's the Nightcap here on VEASAN. This is the Nightcap on VEASAN, the sports betting network. The VEASAN Summer Special is here for only $39. You get everything VEASAN has to offer from now to the end of July. The next few months are going to be filled with the best betting content in the business right here at VEASAN.com. And subscribers will have access to all of it, including Adam Burke's daily MLB best bets. Also, Scott Seidenberg's best bets, too. JVT, going to have some great insight on the NBA Finals tomorrow on the site. And in Point Spread Weekly, and Andy McNeil breaking down the action on the ice, plenty of NFL thoughts, UFC, golf, whatever you need, we will have it. So if you want that VEASAN full experience, which features our daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, a live video stream whenever you want it. The cost is only 39 At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. $9 to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now, vcin.com slash 
summer. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN, and wouldn't you know it, we go to break, <laughs> and another goal is scored. Edmonton has now made it 7 to six, man. What a game. I tell you what, that missed extra point is really, that missed what a extra game. point always comes back to bite you, doesn't it? I mean, we're such a popular show. Tim's uh, second cousin is beating on the window. What the world's going on? Can we get security? <laughs> what a game, though. What a game. 7-6, Edmonton has the puck on the Colorado side. And they are pepper spraying this goalie. I can see 7-7 seven, seven coming real fast, Tim. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins was the uh, the most recent Oiler to get on the board. So under six. Was he on that list? Go. Oh, yeah. Where yeah. was he? Uh, Nugent Hopkins. Let's put that list back up. Uh, well, uh, he wasn't. He wasn't. Oh, wow. my God. They got they, they went 18 deep, and they got guys that are scoring and aren't on the 18. I actually saw, other than, you know, the guy banging on the glass here just a moment ago. Yeah, that's your homeboy. Uh, yeah, my buddy. Uh, maybe he took over 13 and a half. He was listening to the show there in the sports book. Well, he still got work to do. I do need work. I have yeah. work to do. Uh, we need an empty netter here. By the way, the uh, Brewers are not doing you any favors right now. Yeah, man, they dropped two fly balls. Uh, Tyron Taylor and Yelich went from 6-3 to 7-6. So. We talked about that win, man. That yeah, win. well, hopefully it impacts Chicago Cubs, too. And we need to have some get back to get By the now. way, Tyrod Taylor, uh, still in the NFL, Tyrone. Tyrone, yeah. yeah well, he don't deserve to be called Tyrone right now. <laughs> Jeez. I mean, this game is, is fascinating right now. Um I just I can't keep my eyes off it. You mentioned to start the show. You're absolutely correct. I mean, this is this is what the NHL. I, and I know I'm sure there's some people out there, some grumpy old people. Who, I'd rather have a a two one goaltender game. Yeah, yeah. Look at the other series. You're probably gonna get that with those two. <laughs> the Igor and uh, yeah, don't don't, and don't discount Tampa on offense. Now. That's true. No, yeah. I mean, look, Tampa's Tampa's the real deal. Yeah. Uh, four and change to go. Uh, Leon Dreisaitl does have uh, a couple assists here tonight, but no goals. He was uh, minus 105 to, to score a goal tonight, but no goal from him yet. So we will see. Uh, I need the abs. What was that game I bet the abs? Oh, it was against the Blues. I had them on the puck line, and you were like, oh, they're one of the best empty yeah, goal teams yet. and he got <laughs> the puck uh, sticked away from him. Uh, it was yeah. 91, yeah. But in this situation, Sean, what happened in the St. Louis game, that'd be fine by me because that would just mean another goal. I just need another goal here. Yeah. So um, I mean, Edmonton's just as big a threat to score, though, here, whereas St. Louis really wasn't. Yes. Yes. So this could very easily be 7-7 here in a second. So I think you're good. So the money line right now, at one point, Sean, it was, I want to say, was it near 3,000 after know. the third period? I think it was 1,800 here. At circa might have been even Heck, higher. It's eight fifty now. <laughs> I mean, this value there. I mean, at this point, it's seven to six. Now there's only you know three and change left. So, but if you're the, from what we've seen in this game, I mean, just take a little, little nibble, <laughs> a little bite, bite on, uh, on oh. the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, so we got that going on. Uh, just to kind of rehash what uh, JVT, a lot of hockey talk coming up next hour. We're going to uh, have some lightning chatter, uh, which I know will make Sean very happy yeah. uh, in the next hour. We'll also talk to Todd Furman at some point, uh, either top of the hour, maybe we'll push him back because I don't want to take Todd away from the end of this game. Uh, so we will uh, we will connect with Todd Furman. So I did get an update okay. from the lightning. Uh, Braden Point has not practiced, so they don't anticipate him playing in either of the first two games in New York. So hopefully we get him back at some point in this series. But that is possible, but he will not be 
on the ice for game one or game two. I just want to bring something up real quick. So last night uh, we were sitting here and mm-hmm. the Pirates were up four to nothing. Mm-hmm. And we said, oh, man, we should have bet the Pirates. We should have bet the Dodgers in game. <laughs> well, history repeats itself. We've got an opportunity again. Yeah. Jason, where, where's Jason? Scott's uh, producer. What do you think? Give, I can see your hand. Thumbs up. Do we go in game at some point on the Dodgers? What do you think? We, we got there last night and then they, and then, uh, 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 the Pirates. I'm trying to remember. They came through. Top yeah. of the ninth. Cole, uh, Craig Kimbrell blew the save. So, so Jason, are we are we doubling down tonight? Dodgers money line? No, he's putting no. the thumbs down. Okay. Thumbs down. He says okay. no way. Okay. All right. All right. Riding with the pesky Pirates right. there out in the LA. I appreciate the honesty. At some point, Sean needs some. Uh, yeah, I got Tyron Taylor after dropping a fly ball in the previous inning. I mean, what could go wrong? He's got a man on third. <laughs> I mean, all he's got to do is a deep just, fly ball. I just wish this was Andrew. 30 mile per hour winds going out. All he's got to do is get the ball in the air to the outfield. At least we tie the game up. These would be Andrew McCutcheon for you. At what point now does Edmonton, empty net? Probably Edmonton, two minutes. But the two minutes left. Nowadays, the analytics are showing you got to go empty net earlier. But we will see. Yeah, but it's tough against Colorado because they're really good at empty net. They are, so. except when uh, you have them on the puck line. And they're up by well, one. A lot of people do Saint have Louis them on Blue. the puck line. A lot of people thought uh, that was pretty good. Was it 6 3? 7 4? Yeah. It was 7 3 at one point. These three unanswered goals here from Edmonton. So we'll see if they can uh, make it all the way back. I just need another goal. Any old, any goal will do. Either team. Just, uh, I'm all about. I want you to win, and I think you will. Well, I want to win because I'll say this: Extradamus was. If you had, would you rather have over thirteen and a half now or under? Of course, I'd rather have over. Right. So you're on the right side. The empty net is uh, is is the worry here, and I mean, you could just have Avalanche just score a goal right now, anyways. And we'll talk to Todd about this coming up at the top of the hour. You know, with Mike Smith playing the way that he did, I think he can't start the next game. Hmm. Um. Koskin, Koskin, he's come in and played really well here. So consider it. I mean, he still gave up like three. Only one. Really? Mike Smith gave up six. Oh, I thought he was out before that. Nope. Oh. Nope. All right. They're keeping an eye on him. Pull him. Pull him. Pull that goalie. We got people who need the over 13 and a half for some plus money there, Edmondson. Think about your uh It's gonna happen. Tim, it's gonna happen. Don't worry about it. You got this. Need this to happen. Nope. Yeah. Will at home. You need Edmonton on the Colorado side of the ice with possession of the puck. And Edmonton could score, too. I'm right. cool with that. So the goalie won't leave no, until they right get now. possession of the puck. So that's what you need. There you go. You got it. Now he's probably going to go out now. There, there you go. go. Give me a goal one way or the other. Come on, Colorado. Greatest ah! empty netter. Oh, man. This is going to be brutal. Oh, my goodness. Are we going to get there? But it's a face-off now on the – oh, it's on the Edmonton side now. So they're going to put the goal back But in. once again – No, it's on Edmonton, the Colorado side Edmonton. because I think that's Ison. They call Ison. Yeah, on Colorado. So it'll be out on Colorado Yeah, side. so they'll probably keep the, the goalie out. I don't care. Edmonton can score. That's fine. Got a timeout here from the Oilers. Yeah, we got two on, by the way, in the Cubs Brewers. First yeah, they, and third, one they, out. There's not been a uh, – a, a model of pitching. Three-run shot here would be tremendous. I know we hit one in the bo- uh, top of the sixth, but we need to hit one on top of the seventh. I'll take it. 
You disagree with uh, JVT? I got to figure out. Yeah, I, I don't see Boston and Golden State as even. I think I Golden State's and, – and I think Golden State has three guys who are legit elite off the dribble. Jordan Poole, Steph Curry, and Andrew Wiggins. Like, that's just where I think – like the biggest thing for me. Who did? Series. Let me ask you a question. With Drew Holiday struggling offensively, name me one person on Milwaukee besides Giannis that you had confidence could make shots or create shots. Yeah, but Giannis is better than anybody the Warriors have. Well, Steph Curry and Giannis kind of no. As far as like the offensive play- danger, the best player in the world is Giannis. Right, but that's because of his defense and his rebounding and everything. And but just just on the offensive side of the ball, Steph Curry's not as dangerous as Giannis. I don't consider him as good. Oh, yeah, I do. Absolutely. I mean, look, I'm, this isn't a knock on Steph Curry. Oh, yeah. I think Steph Curry's incredible. Oh, yeah. But Giannis is the best player in the world. Yeah, but that's totality. Not just if you oh. specifically take the offensive component. Steph's probably more dangerous than Giannis I on offense. I don't think so. Yeah, because he forces you to dry, uh, He forces you to uh, pick gotta, him up We gotta figure by the out, time he gets inside half court. We got to figure out a wager here uh, for, for this uh, NBA Finals. Got to get a little cigar bet going. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I like Golden State. Take Boston. No, I'm not going to give you an even money cigar bet. Why? When I get plus 145. I mean, it's a minus 160. And, and, you know, come on. It's not like it's this drastic. What am I? What am I? An amateur here? Come on now. Maybe. I need runs in Milwaukee. I don't care about them. No. I need a goal here. All right. So the nightcap on Visa. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.